Hello and welcome back to I Will Save You From The Future. It's Christmas time. Christmas, everyone. The big X mass is upon us. Um, and we are, we're just clocking in right, we're slipping on right under the wire, like Indiana Jones with one last episode this year. I've got Ed Templer with me. Ding dong merrily on. Hi, everybody. Nice to have you guys here for the IWSY Christmas special. How are you this time of year, Chris, this festive time of I'm year? I'm real good. I love Christmas. You know this. I, I get so pumped for Christmas. I get so excited about... You do. You're famously pumped for Christmas. I get so excited about it. I start buying presents in the summer time. Goodness. Very organised. I don't celebrate Halloween because I'm already celebrating Christmas. Wow. Okay, so that is commitment. I've actually managed to make a bit of a faux pas already this year. I've actually managed to miss one or two smaller presents because I managed to lose my wallet somehow. Man, you gotta get that. You gotta get that stuff organized, dude. I'm usually so good with this. I never lose things. I'm so ADD about checking my pockets, making sure I've got everything. Somehow, some way, I managed to lose it. I've turned my flat upside down several times with several friends. I've retraced my steps back to the station that I must have dropped it at. None of it's there. No weird activity on the account. Hey, but when you find it, it'll be a Christmas miracle. It, well, I, I've had to cancel my card, and now I have to order a new driving <laughs> license. So, well, thanks, government. Hey, you, it's a new, it's a shiny new Christmas driving license. Yeah, sure. A Christmas driving license. I like yes. that. So, Chris, what are we doing, speaking of Christmas, of this episode of the Christmas UC? So, last year around this time, we did an episode all about video games and video game consoles because they're the big ticket items usually for a lot of our listeners at christmas time indeed and that episode was so great it's one of my favorites and i think it's it's a, a bit of a fan favorite as well i thought we could turn it into a tradition i think that sounds great and do another one like that this year um so instead of the usual uh, suggestions that we've been taking this time around we asked you to suggest video games um, that you wish existed, ideas for video games or ideas for video games hardware that uh, you, you would like us to invent. Um, we've missed, sadly, sadly now, we've missed the window for, for development and manufacturing to hit Christmas 2018. Which is... A, I don't know. We could pull an all-nighter. We could, but I don't At know. time of recording. I don't know if it would be... Because I think this is going to go up on Christmas Eve, and I just don't think we have the manpower to get something into production on the shelves. I'm not sure I like your attitude here, Chris. I'll be honest. I think with enough manpower and with enough dedication, we can make anything happen. Okay. Well, you head that up. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink some mulled wine and um, uh, sign off on things when you need them. Signed off. Sounds good. Do you consider yourself much of a gamer, Chris? Well, so I'm a... You're you're more of a traditional gamer than me. I can think. I start can... by saying I loathe the term gamer? Because yes. anyone who's boring enough to describe their hobby as their entire personality is dull, dull, dull. Ah, hot takes from Ed Templer. I, I wouldn't describe myself as a gamer, per se. I But I do enjoy video games. games. I really sure. enjoy the art form. And over the, I've been, you know, we're the right age that we've kind of grown up with video games right from the start. Um, I had a ZX Spectrum when I was a kid. Did you? Well, my dad had it. I was going to say, like, surely that was slightly before your time. Yeah, and I had a, uh, I inherited a NES, a NES from someone. Wow. I got, 
I got my first SNES from a second hand from a cash converters. Wow, how much was that? Oh, I don't know. Um, well, back then it was all it was halfpennies and and farthings and things. <laughs> shillings. It was two shillings. Um, and my first uh, brand new console, I believe, was the N sixty four. That's so interesting. And I, that was my treasure we're just my... a generation or so apart i guess you and i yeah and so that basically means that for me i didn't really have these i went over to friends houses who had n64 yeah. things but i didn't have that growing up so my first full-on mm. console if you can consider this a console was the game boy advance because my dad won it at a raffle at my school mm. and so he just went there you go <laughs> And it, I was on the first kids in my school who had it because no one else had it. And I was like, oh, sick. This is really cool. And then after the PS2 got launched, I think at Christmas, my dad bought one for me and my brother. Yeah, it was all. And so those are my entries into gaming. So think how vast the library of the PS2 was. And oh, so much so third party support of really weird games. Better than, probably better than anything I, either side of it, honestly. It had some really, really innovative stuff as well as some rubbish stuff. The PlayStation 2 catalogue is amazing when you look at it, when you think about iconic games. Damn. Damn. But what do you think about modern games, Chris? Are there any games that you've been playing this year, for instance? Well, see, this was what I was going to say is we we really fucked up missing the deadline for Christmas this year because nobody's released anything. There's just there's no games. I must agree. It's a very weird period. I think Nintendo were kind of banking on everyone going, Mummy, Daddy, please buy me Super Smash Bros for Christmas. Yeah, buy me Smash Bros, buy me Pokemon, but there's been no significant hardware releases this year. No. Like this close to Christmas, at least. They did the PS4 Extreme Piss Pro Force or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that release, yeah. They, but like, and they've updated some of the VR headsets have had minor upgrades. Yes. But there's no new console. There's no big new, big ticket item for this Christmas. Everyone, it seems to be in a kind of uh, ceasefire at the moment. And Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, the Switch came out a while ago now. The Switch came out in March last last year. year. So, yeah, yeah, it's been out for well over 18 months. But we're seeing, I mean, from where I'm sitting, and I know that I'm maybe less engaged than you are because I'm a bit more of a nerdy uh, indie gamer. Sure. But from where I'm sitting... I don't. I'm not seeing huge uh, releases this time around. No, Christmas. I'm also not seeing many releases sort of on the horizon. A lot of them are very kind of speculative games. So with Nintendo, for instance, we have a lot of their first party things coming back. So we'll have a new Metroid game, a new uh. Pikmin game, a new Animal Crossing game. But these are all kind of super vague. We just know they're in development. We don't know anything about them. We don't know how they look. You know what? I'm opening up Amazon right now. I'm going to go to the video games, PC and video games, and I'm going to say new arrivals last 90 days. We got Smash. We got Red Dead 2, but that came out like a month ago, two months ago. People are already finished it. Yeah, that's true. People just absolutely rinse through games these days. We got FIFA 19. We got Black Ops Million. (laughs) We got... There's been like over 50 FIFA games now, and there are some people I know who buy them every year. And you must think, like, 
Each of those games is at least forty pounds if you take it back 10, 15 years. They're like fifty yeah, to sixty gotta, quid. Well, that, and that's and that's the minimum because you got to get those little cards. I kind of don't get the point of playing a FIFA game, but like I, I'll never understand. People have explained to me a number of times, but I don't get it. I'll play something like Skyrim because I'm not a dragon like guy. Mm. I don't breathe fire. I can't wield a sword. what if you're sword. not good at football? I can't respawn to any length. Yeah, but you don't have to be good at football, do you? You can just go down the park. None of your mates are good at football. But all the characters in all the characters in, in FIFA are very good at football, and I think that's the role Yeah, but they're all of there. the same level. It's not like one of you's really good and the rest are rubbish and therefore you lose. If you go to the park and play with your mates, you're all of a similar level, and it's similar to playing FIFA, but you're doing it in real life and getting a benefit. I... Maybe I'm being overly cynical about it. I see the appeal, but then the times I've played FIFA, it makes no sense to me. It doesn't follow the logic of a video game. <laughs> okay. It, uh, I can't be good. I'm Where are so the kill incredibly, I'm so incredibly bad at it. The way that the little floppy football boys move. Floppy football boys, yeah. Is, the, is just so counterintuitive to how every other video game I've ever played for my whole life has moved and felt. Well, this is why I struggle with Rocket League, because Rocket League, for those of you who don't know, is just football, but with remote control cards. Mm. And the problem is, is the, the car doesn't control like a foot, and the ball no. doesn't control like a ball. So it's really hard to do. I really suck yeah. at that game. I struggle with timing. See, I, I had the same issue. I stopped playing I stopped playing that game because I found that it to be inherently unlearnable. I couldn't get good at it. Interesting. So I stopped playing. Because, and I, I know that there are people out there who are very good at Rocket League. I understand that. But there's just something about the way that it moves and handles that it is completely beyond my grasp. When you put the time in, you eventually figure out how the timings and the how no, the gravity. I don't want to put the time in. But it, I yeah, like, I understand. That. Like I didn't want to put the time in with fucking Fortnite. You don't want to put the time in with Fortnite and PUBG. You've never tried them. I've tried them. Okay, well, at least you've but tried they are, them. They're games that are inherently very impenetrable to the casual player. Uh, yeah, because there's no because there's no campaign. There's no. Um, difficulty curve you you go in with a server full of people who are really good and then you run around for 20 minutes and then you get shot in the head and now you're back on the menu and you have to wait so there's no chance to get good at something you would struggle with dark souls the difference between fortnite and dark souls is dark souls is a game that they have made and it has a story and a campaign. Whereas Fortnite, they're relying on everyone else to make Whereas the experience. Fortnite is a work in progress that they stopped making. And now everyone plays the the work in progress and likes to unlock the new hats and dances. I mean, yeah, we're really alienating this video game audience now. <laughs> We're Quick, also, to we're a also floss. Dating ourselves. You can't see me, but I'm flossing. Good stuff. We're dating ourselves as well. We had uh, Assassin's Creed Abe's Odyssey. Yeah, um, yep, I remember that, which was actually a bit disappointing considering, bear in mind, Assassin's Creed Origins, which is the one based in, I think it was Egypt. That one was really, really fascinating, and it was a big change for the series. Mm. But the gap between, you know, the game prior to that and then Origins was great. But the gap between Origins and Odyssey is so minute, it might as well just mm. be DLC. I'm actually well, they, slightly worried that Zelda's new game is going to do the same thing. Because the gap between what we had before was Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword was dog crap. 
and they managed mm. to take from that you know this some really good ideas surrounded by terrible ideas and turn it into breath of the wild one of the yeah. biggest masterpieces in gaming aren't the assassin's creed games a lot like the call of duty franchise where they kind of alternate they have two teams working concurrently so it's like i actually don't know uh if i'm honest. i know because well, like i th- i think they develop them simultaneously and with different lead times and then so one game they might share executive producers or something but then the whole team is different very possibly yeah so it might i don't know but i know they do that with call of duty which is why everybody loves the black ops ones and then nobody likes the infinite warfare ones where they do something you know interesting and go to the future and stuff (laughs) <laughs> fallout 76 uh this is a mixed bag isn't it fallout 76 well because I, it kind I, of haven't played seven, I haven't played um one through 75 i mean you've got a long time to play all those yeah but that's the problem is this game has had a kind of dodgy launch which made everyone on the internet jump on the bandwagon of oh it's yeah, rubbish man. but it's not that bad if you're a fallout fan it's probably very enjoyable. My problem is I don't like Fallout. I think it's really boring. I like Skyrim. I don't like well, Fallout. Well, it's just space. It's space Skyrim, isn't it? Yeah. And well, no, I not don't, space Skyrim. Well, it's guns and things, and I don't find Skyrim. guns cool. Guns are like the antithesis of cool to me. Swords are cool. Powers Ugh. of magic are cool. Really? Well, yeah, but in, if we're talking... Not, I don't mean in real life, do I? Like, <laughs> No, we have very different opinions about this because I'm a sci-fi boy and I think fantasy is is... Awful. Really? I think it depends on the fantasy. I think a lot of fantasy can be dreadful. I think when fantasy is done well, it's better than most of the other ones, in my opinion. I'll side with you on the Fallout versus Skyrim argument, but not for the reasons that you're citing. I play Skyrim because it's boring. Right. I I play Skyrim in the same way that I play something like Tetris. I just do it to zone out. Yeah. I do it like I give about 10% of my brain to Skyrim. And I don't pay attention to the plot, and I just hack and slash it at draugers and and kick chickens around and stuff. And um, the rest of the ninety percent of my brain is thinking about is like working through some complicated issues in my life in the background. I mean, sure, if you want to use it as therapy, more power to you. I think that is one of the games to use. Although for a great therapy game, I will recommend my favorite game of twenty eighteen, which is the re-release of Katamari Damacy in HD. Katamari Damacy re-roll. Now you're speaking my language because uh, the second... So the original Katamari Damacy never got a UK uh, release. It did not. But when I was a a wee 16-year-old, I bought We Love Katamari for the PS2. You did. Going back to that damn fine PS2 (laughs) catalogue that we were talking about. One of the gems in that catalogue is We Love Katamari, which is... To this day, one of my all-time favorite games. I've clocked hundreds of hours rolling stuff around. And they've made so many sequels, some good, some absolutely terrible. And I th- I still think that PS2 one, PlayStation 2 graphics and loading screens and all is still the best Katamari game. I loved Katamari Damacy, but I didn't actually get to play it at the time. I got more into it lately, and when they announced that Mm -hmm. they were remaking it or remastering it, I actually went and downloaded the ROM of it so I could play it. And I really love it. It's really quirky. It's super satisfying. Mm. It sort of has one of... You know in those adverts for, like, Flash? 
they'll wipe a dirty surface and there's a clean line. Mm. That's kind that feeling you get of how that yeah. looks is what Katamari Damasi embodies. Because you're rolling up loads of messy stuff and you pick it it's all, all up. about that. And it's just great and it's quirky and the soundtrack is amazing. The soundtrack's it's so just good. the best game I've played for some time. It's very good. It's very oh, good. Oh, hold hold the phone, everyone, because Farming Simulator 19. Oh, sorry. Did out. I forget to mention Farming Simulator it's 19? Out now. Stop the podcast. Stop the podcast. Everyone go and download it now. Support Farming Simulator 19. Farming Simulator 17 or 16 was um, a guilty pleasure of mine. I played it. Right. I played it quite uh, substantially on the PlayStation 4, which it should be noted. You can't mod. So it really is just the bare bones. There's nothing to do. There's no progression there's no custom vehicles you literally you plant stuff and you harvest it and then you drive around and there's nobody there but in this like terrifying ghostly limbo dimension that's just four farms but why because i was very sad yeah okay i realized later on that maybe my maybe my commitment to farming simulator was a, maybe a, a symptom of my depression it was a microcosm of yeah how you were feeling about maybe real life relationships yes i see well on that cheery bombshell <laughs> why don't we move into some of our game suggestions and see if you guys can beat the games that we've just discussed for the best game of 2018 yeah i feel like that they are setting the bar very low this year and i think we can i, I think, think between us we can come up with the future of gaming. Now, do you want to start us off or should I? Uh, I'll, I'll start us off with this one from Ted Combobulate in the chat. Go on. Um, he suggests that we just MCU together all the big consoles and have a Wii Station 360. I mean, the, hang on, wait, 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 that's the previous generation. Well, I mean, what's the switch? A Wii Station 360 would suck. <laughs> it would be motion-controlled, poor graphics with paid online. <laughs> In fact, I just described the Nintendo Switch. You just described the <laughs> Nintendo Switch, I think, my man. Ah, I'm not saying that I love the Nintendo Switch. my favourite ever console. Shush. <laughs> I, I like the idea of doing that, but the thing is, well, this is another discussion, though, isn't it? Because whilst I don't think that would work, I feel like the lines between consoles are becoming slightly more blurred. Because how do console generations work when... PCs continuously overtake them. Mm. And also exclusives are becoming more and more scarce and uninteresting. PlayStation dominated this generation of exclusives. The only thing you could get on Xbox was Halo or maybe Gears of War, which is dog crap. Or they had one really, really good one from Platinum Games, which was called Scalebound. It was a very interesting sounding Devil May Cry-ish game with dragons and that. And it was multiplayer. And they cancelled so, it, and it was the only interesting ma- IP they had. So I don't know where console generations go from here. Well, so maybe we can just all agree that the best hardware was the PlayStation 4, and we can just, maybe we, you and I can develop a system where we um, slowly port all the good games from the other consoles onto that. You're talking about a PC. Damn. That's the problem. It's basically what it comes down to is, 
we all need to play PC games. Oh, but not everyone has the time to make gaming their job. No, and that's the problem, is building a PC is time-consuming, and it's expensive, and it's kind of not the most relaxing way of playing a game. Like, there's something quite nice with a console about sitting down on a couch and playing. Yeah, you turn it on like an appliance, and it works, and never do you hear this, the... You need some drivers. Ding, ding. Your USB thing is unplugged. Ding, ding. It's not getting enough power. Yeah, but everything you've just said, I haven't encountered for some time. Well, yeah, because you've put in the time, haven't you? <laughs> you've put in the time to build your rig. Okay, I can't how argue mu- with you How there, much though. of your life did you waste doing that? I spent money on it so that I didn't have to. Okay, then. I bought it off a website to avoid doing that. Okay, okay. Sure, you can throw money at the problem. Well, that was it. I just saved money for a bit longer so I didn't have to waste the time. Mm-hmm. I think making a big hybrid console probably would actually be really destructive for the market mm. because you need that competition because otherwise there should just be one brand of console. Yeah, we would be. it would be too good if we made it. And it wouldn't be fair to all the others. No, we need we need them to have their own thing. I just wonder what they're going to do for the PlayStation 5, and I believe they've already codenamed the new Xbox. Well, I can already tell you what the controller will look like for the PlayStation 5. Go on. It'll look like the one from the PlayStation 4. Gamers don't want a massive hybrid console, but what they probably do want is what Blue Jay Theo has said in the Discord. He says, a first-person shooter, but there's one player in each game who sees the map as a tabletop, and they can mess with people by picking them up or dropping props on them, which I've put in brackets is a bit like the game Mind Jack. I was just looking at this same suggestion from Mr. Fio. It's really good. I really like this idea. And you know what I like even more about the idea is if that God player is in VR. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking the same thing, my man. It's got to be VR. You've got to be sat in a table, literally looking. Maybe you'd want to sit at a real table so you could touch it and interact with it. Yeah. But you'd want to then see the map of people running around and you'd, yeah, you'd get little menus up like Sword Art Online sort of Mm. style and you'd just drop little boxes on them or or drop a monster in their way that chases them. That would be amazing. But not too dissimilar to The Sims, you have maybe a finite amount of money that you can spend on the props. So you can't just go zombie 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 you can just you know you can only spend so many so you can spend it all on a kind of shadow creating horror creature or you could spend loads on filling the entire map with boxes it's it's an asymmetrical asymmetrical vr enhanced first person shooter slash um like tower defense game right so the, the people in vr the the person in vr it's you're you're the opposition and you have to protect something maybe you're like it's a labyrinth of some kind or it's just a big map and you're on one side and they start on the other and you have to populate the battlefield with the most efficient use of your resources to stop them from getting the prize and getting back to their base or whatever it's got to be a labyrinth You've got to have it, it is. as a looking down onto like a labyrinth and then you've got to have them going through it and you're the thing like that's the minotaur. Yeah. Well, you could put the minotaur there, but you're the creature or the god figure that's stopping and you. And it's like yeah, it steampunk fantasy. So they can have guns, but they can also have swords. Oh. And maybe they've got like limit break special moves like oh. in Final Fantasy. 
um, that they can charge up, but then you've got like a timer that gets you more resources. Oh, Ooh, and it starts getting like real, real time strategy. Like, did you ever play um, Brutal Legend? I did. That game does not get enough credit for how smart it is because it's like uh, it's like a third person platformer, but also a real time strategy game where you have to think about resources and you have to deploy other people and control them. Weird, right? So maybe on your side depending on the size of the map, maybe you're like mining stuff and like you're generating energy or resources that then like once they reach a certain threshold, you can create another dude. Wow. Okay. So that's kind of cool. You could take some oh. of those kind of things and apply it to this. This needs a good name though. Can we get Jack Black in the mix? Can we maybe make it like Jack Black's VR? Jack Black's Tabletop Labyrinth. Jack Black's Tabletop Labyrinth VR. Yeah, I don't like stapling VR on it. Jack Jack Black's The Labyrinth VR. Oh, can we do it like Pan's Labyrinth, but it's Jack Black's Labyrinth? It's Jack's Labyrinth. Jack's Labyrinth! We've got it. <laughs> okay. Okay, Jack's Labyrinth. One in the, that's one in the can. Okay. Blue JP, we, thank you for suggesting Jack's Labyrinth. We're going to be utilising that. Okay. Chris... Christmas 2019, Jack's Labyrinth. So we've got a fantasy strategy game for... Steampunk fantasy. Steampunk fantasy game starring Jack Black for place, for PC users. We need to dominate the other markets. Let's go. Absolutely. Um, it's Alex Henry in the Discord suggests a video game which uses your heartbeat to measure how excited you are for a virtual present. Except if your heart doesn't beat fast enough, you lose it. What? Wait, hang on. So basically, what kind of sick family is this? Going, here's your present. <laughs> it's disgusting. Wait a minute. Are you not excited for this present? Well, you're not getting the present then. Well, no, but we're taking it back. So, okay. I think it's a good starting point. They've made it very Christmas themed, yeah. right? I like the idea of a video game that measures your heartbeat, although I don't think it would ever work on me because of my, my congenital heart disease. Right. I think... If I try and play this game, it's going to be like... It'll kill you. It's either going to be like, you win, you lose, you win, you lose. <laughs> or it's just going to be like, you're a corpse. Why have you strapped this to a corpse? It just comes up with color bars and goes... Boop. Yeah. Why have you plugged... Th why have you attached this to your dog? So I'm, I am interested in the idea of it kind of detecting your body parts, but I don't quite understand the premise of the game. So, so like, I've worked with... Um, I've worked with feedback devices like this... Um, in my job, right? So ah, teledildonics. A yeah, we discussed this before. <laughs> yeah, so there's um, you can get EEG headbands that can be used as controllers nowadays. Sure, they measure like basic kind of electrical brain waves, and they can they can like very vaguely determine if you're concentrated, if you're stressed out, if you're elevated in some way. Um, you could get a heart rate monitor, easy peasy, and Bluetooth that to your console maybe it's more like um something is revealed something uh oh maybe it's a dating game a dating game could work however i'd like to think most people who are well adjusted wouldn't get excited by talking to a imaginary character okay but maybe they're not imaginary ed oh maybe it's a real person okay we live in 2018 people date using apps what if people dated using their PlayStations and... I don't like where this is going. <laughs> maybe you get in VR and it's like... No. um It's like blind date and one of you's behind a screen answering oh. questions and the other one's in front and 
then like but it can actually read their biometrics and determine whether you are actually hitting that love connection or not. See, I'd prefer this to be a horror game where you what you have to wander around your house <laughs> and it's well, connected what? to your heart. And then if well, you're the getting two- more scared, like the more scared you get, the more likely the creature is to appear because it has to depend on your fear. The two are not mutually exclusive. So you have to be scared of your date. And maybe if you are too nervous, it unleashes some kind of hell beast. Ooh. It's like, oh, you haven't matched. Now fight to the death. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like this idea. Yeah, so it's like, oh, you you won't you're by your uh, heart rate reading. We've determined that you're not really into this person. Um, would you like to spar with them in a a dark fantasy setting would you like to fight to the death in jack's labyrinth yeah it's like there's a dial right whenever they're answering questions and and based on your your biometrics and if it goes over a certain threshold you get to see their real name and you get to add them on facebook and go out on a date what is this cardio exercise (laughs) yeah You've got to maintain a steady heart rate so that you can unlock the secret ending. Well, no, it's like if you are, if you are like excited and your heart, flood, you know, if your heart increases, if your heart rate increases because they've said like, I just love doing the dishes in my tight blue jeans and your heart rate goes <laughs> up, <laughs> then it's like date time. But if it stays at a more neutral, if they say that and it stays at a more neutral, even pace, then it's like, well... We got to give you some kind of satisfaction here. And the slide, the door comes up, but instead of their normal avatar, which looks like a sexy version of them, it's, it looks like uh, a big dragon man. You're right. Okay. I wasn't sure where you were going there. <laughs> and you have to fight the big sexy dragon man with the mace. Yep. Okay. I'm not sure I like this anymore. <laughs> Okay, let's move on then. Okay, so Ted has another one on the Discord, which I actually really liked. And Ted it's just knocking it out the park absolutely. this week. A massive MMORPG where every player is a dog. Oh, yes, I saw this one. I love it. Now, there was a I game on the massive PlayStation 2 library called Dog's Life. Oh. And I used to play this at my friend's house, and it was a very amusing game where you played an anthropomorphized dog, and you could go into smell-o-vision, and you could follow the smell of feces of other dogs. Mm. And also, you could, like... You're losing me. You could poo in the street. But you could poo in the street in front of people crossing their roads, and then they'd go, look out, dog poo. And that stuff was hilarious. You lost me. You began losing me at anthropomorphized. You fully lost me at smelling poo. I mean, it's a dog. (laughs) (laughs) And imagine it in VR. (laughs) But I do love this game. You're like, I'm, I'm one of those weird people who really enjoys like a more ambient video game experience. Okay. I love The Witness, and I love, um, uh, Nobi Nobi Boy and Did you play Abzu or Journey? I played I've played both a little bit but not completed them. Oh you'd love them. And I, I'm a big fan. One of my all time favourites is um a game called Um Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Yes. Which came out a couple years ago. So I really love like one of the things like we'll be playing Smash Bros. Like I'm here I'm at home for Christmas visiting my family with my sister and we'll be playing Smash Bros. And my mum will come in and she'll be like, oh, that's such a beautiful, that's such a beautiful um, landscape. It's a pity you're fighting on it. 
So maybe this is just a game where it's like we create the absolute most gorgeous, photorealistic, HDR, gorgeous environment. We buy What a beautiful landscape. It's a shame there's loads of dogs shitting on it. <laughs> we hire all the best all the best level designers, all the most talented, like Again, up and coming. This is like designing flowery toilet paper. The skyboxes. The skyboxes are one hundred percent absolutely beautiful. Well, no one's shitting on that. That's fine. The plants and the trees—they're absolutely beautiful. The bushes and everything. And there's like every kind of biome is represented over this big sprawling world map. And let's take the poo out of it. Let's put the poo on the back burner. Maybe that's DLC. That's the worst um, place to put poo. <laughs> And maybe you're just like a lovely, lovely little dog. I know that people like to call them doggos now. No, no, no. So maybe it's like Doggo Explore. No, I'm I'm not having my name attached to anything to do with heckin' doggos. I can't stand that shit. <laughs> so maybe someone actually had a go at me and went, "Oh, what? What do you mean? Can you not appreciate that? What is there to appreciate? You're giving dogs stupid voices and names." Okay, so maybe, hey, maybe we revive uh, your your favorite. I know for a fact your favorite film franchise of all time. Go on. So the the opening scene of this game is like first person, and it's like tap X to run. And it, and then you tap X and it's like you're you're low level you're close to the ground and it's like tap X to run and you're seeing the dog's POV and then it's like turn left use the stick to turn left and then it's like and you turn left and then it's like turn the stick to turn right and you run out into the road and then there's a car and you get hit by a car dude and then the and then the title screen comes up the title screen comes up all dogs go to heaven online oh my. God. All dogs go to heaven, colon, online. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your host, <laughs> Chris Bingham. That's a really good, I actually genuinely like that. All dogs go to heaven. And it, so is it now a fantasy? Basically, are you teleporting all dead dogs to a World of Warcraft-esque afterlife? You then, after the POV, because you haven't seen yourself then yet, you right? So then you see, then it, you do the character designer, you get to pick breed, color, fluffiness, you get to be big, small, whatever. Um, you get to crossbreed, and it's very detailed and, and granular, and you get to breed your perfect little dog. And then you're just in a persistent online world that's like the size of the Red Dead Redemption map, and you just wander around. And you just, like, hang out with other dogs. And maybe it's just a bit of a, like, social space slash meditative ambient gaming experience. Interesting. Do you know the worst part about this is while you were describing that so brilliantly, all I could think of was what would this game be abbreviated to in the same way that, like, PUBG is. And unfortunately, it's ad it doesn't quite work <laughs> so we can't hey have you guys played the what new agtho expansion no oh what do you mean agtho is my favorite <laughs> i imagine that advert now being like the new mmo agtho or it'll be agtho online yeah that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> like tony like um tony hawk's pro skater was like thusp <laughs> I kind of like All Dogs Go to Heaven Online as a name, though. I genuinely yeah. think that's quite a good no- nomenclature. Yeah, I really like it. I, I, I think that would satisfy me, like, as a consumer. I would You wouldn't even that. need it to be a good game. You'd just buy it based on the name. You, you get a soundtrack 
akin to the soundtrack on like everything right which is yet another one of my favorites you get the beautiful soundtrack from everything or like you know the first version of minecraft that shipped with all that lovely kind of ambient lo-fi music yes you know it's like that kind of thing and it's just like maybe you maybe even we steal a bit more from everything and you like find collectibles dotted around the the um map that are like little passages from scripture about about the afterlife and like different cultures spiritual faith traditions about about life beyond life and and the cyclical nature of matter in the universe and stuff and it just you just like fucking hell from the point of view of a dog from the point of view of a dog which makes it all the more kind of light-hearted book i don't understand yeah okay <laughs> and you've got you can move and you've got bork button uh X is X to bork uh-huh. and circle to circle to sit. Right. That's a very limited functionality. Triangle to grind. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's here's my suggestion because I think that this is possibly one of the best suggestions ever. Okay. This is from Pineapple in the Discord. A console that you can input a book or story that generates a game based on it. Oh my fuck. How amazing would you know, that be? And you know this is like, it's a while away. We're talking like 50 or 100 years, but we're getting to that point. We are slowly moving in that is direction. Is it sort of like the neural network thing that we've discussed before? Yeah, would it man. sort of be similar to that? Yeah, I mean, you get yourself, you get yourself, you know, 50 or 100 years down the line when these game engines are so good and they're such huge asset libraries and they're able to learn and they're able to, like, comb the internet for more resources. Then they could auto-generate it. And you get to the point, like, we, you know, a few weeks, a few episodes back, we we did the, um, you know, the live streaming vaporwave thing where you just kind of act out your own movies. It would be a bit like that. You just type in, like, Shrek dance skate multiplayer we've done this before and then it makes it we did it with movies yeah exactly but now it's the game so we've already got the infrastructure as a company oh my god yeah we just take that technology over to games you're right we just make it so transferable we just make it interactive and it, it you just you you download it and it does it does need 600 gigabytes of space fucking hell to install and that's just the stuff that it stores on your computer to slow down the lag and then it also needs cloud constant cloud connectivity right to get all the other assets and but uh, as a result you're able to slip on your vr headset and be like i want a it's like mad libs game designer i want a austin powers action rpg oh my with, god with customizable kung fu moves give me golden eye but reskinned as austin powers yes give me i mean that probably already exists i mean yeah someone's probably done that i would actually quite like to play that if someone knows about that please do email it to one of us i want golden eye but it's a text adventure and all the voices are done by martin freeman that'd be amazing yeah It'd just be an audio book where you get and to it, choose your own adventure. I think the problem, I think the more, the realistic, pragmatic issue that we're going to have is licensing. We're going to have to be a bit like Spotify, where we like, we pay like a, a, a license 
to a rights holders organization and maybe we have to actually one of those has to be invented before we can release this to order in order to serve our needs and it's like we pay a we pay a, a bulk license and then it's like anytime a video anytime a user of ours is like austin powers then whoever published austin powers gets some royalties I think that's the only way that we could make them all happy. Is like it's almost. What do you think the odds are of many people choosing Austin Powers in their search criteria? I think quite high. I think quite high. Do you reckon? Yeah, but then it would go for everything. It's like it would be like content ID for YouTube. Like they all sign up and they all have their logins in their management systems, and it's just like anyone, anyone they can see like how many people in the last twenty days made their own played their own games with pga tour in the title and then they get uh they can see the payout that they got for that that's true pac-man's pga tour 2055 well i tell you what i'm more interested on the kind of the range of this technology so for instance i really love the lord of the rings universe Mm. however i've seen the movies i don't want to do that anymore what i want to do is go explore the other things i guess i could bring the silmarillion lord of the rings 76 new vegas yep that's what i want (laughs) we could sit here just for the rest of the podcast coming up with matchups that we wish existed i for one want a smash bros that you can just you can just like it's like Smash Bros. Ultimate, but you plug in a microphone and then it, and and you just sit there. You maybe got a pipe in your mouth, and every few minutes there's some silence, and then every few minutes you you take the pipe out of your mouth and you say Wallace from Wallace and Gromit, and it just it takes. It, What's the pipe for? And it chugs a little bit. It 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 loads and it's accessing the it's accessing the internet to get all the requisite information and then bam blammo you've got a new character you did what what's the pipe for in that equation the pipe is to help you think oh right sorry yeah so you're like you you you, um i did this actually i tweeted about this the other day that i really want feathers mcgraw from wallace and gromit to be in the in smash bros i think he would be the perfect character which one's feathers mcgraw he's the he's the penguin from wrong wrong trousers why is he called feathers he's called feathers mcgraw because he's a bird (laughs) he's disguised himself he's disguised he's a penguin disguised as a chicken oh that's true yeah with the the so he's called himself feathers mcgraw okay and like i want him to be in smash bros because i think his moveset would be absolutely incredible and hundreds of people on the internet agree with me um, but they still haven't done it. So I mean, that's um, fair. But with this technology, you could just lean into the microphone and say "Feathers McGraw," and then twenty seconds later, you're playing as him, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. How far can and this then, go? Like, I'd love that. And then that. he's there, and it's and it's Snake, and it's Snake and Pichu, and Pokemon Trainer, and Bar- Barack Obama. What's his down B? <laughs> I think his down B is that he he um, if you do the down B in the air he drops a big <laughs> oh, no, I was about to make a horrible joke if he drops the down B in the air oh, he serious? drops a huge a huge stack of um, like a legislation like right. a big thick uh, pad of legal documents and it's heavy like dro- like when um, Kirby turns into a rock if he does it on the ground maybe. 
he oh if he does it on the ground he drops a little microphone like what villager does with his little bowling yeah. ball he drops a microphone like in that game and then maybe the microphone explodes yep, yep but yep. like sound waves i like the idea that if you, you you know if you press the d-pad you do a little taunt i like the idea that one of them he just goes michelle <laughs> yeah and one of the other ones is uh, he does his little signature like mini thumbs up yeah exactly he yeah, yeah. emphasizing points my fellow americans yeah i love that I think this could be a real thing, Pineapple. I think you're really onto something here. I'd love this technology mm. to become real. Maybe in a few years, we might just make it so. I really like that. Yeah, that's a way off. But I think because we've already we've already kind of established a dominant presence in this mar- in this emerging market, I think we're we can potentially we're the people, yeah. you know, positioned to do this. I'm seeing a lot now that we've talked about it. I'm seeing a lot of suggestions that are along these same lines. Iman says. Um, the draw Disney Mickey Mouse game, but in VR, so you can dis- like draw your way through puzzles a bit like Doodle Jumper or whatever. And there's sorry, sorry, you're gonna have to say everything you just said again. <laughs> I just heard noises, and it was like uh, this sounds Iman- like he's describing a game, but I don't know what he's talking about. Iman suggests. Uh, he says, you know that draw Disney Mickey Mouse game. I'm not actually sure what he's talking Epic about. Epic Mickey. Yeah, sorry, I Epic do know that. Mickey. Yeah, go on. Uh, that in VR, but you, so you're like drawing all around yeah, you cool, that to makes solve sense. puzzles. And then um, another one from Blue Jay Fio was like Doodle God, but it's a front for UC uh, to get people to invent things for us. Doodle God. I loved Doodle God. Yeah. Such a fun and this game. Is like, there's like six or seven suggestions that are all basically like design your own thing in VR. And like, I think that seems to be what the market wants vr stuff yeah they want but they they want specifically to be in control of the content they want to be creating stuff in the game that then they can manipulate so what we really need chris is an entire virtual world at the basically at the use of whatever the user wants they can do anything Mm. in that world and that would be the way of achieving everything that everyone needs i do like this one from blue j theo from a business point of view because um we can have it in the in the eula for the game that that we patent everything that they draw everything that they draw gets uploaded to the cloud and immediately patented by us and they they tick that box like they have to say yes to that when they start the it's game in, up. it's buried in the terms and conditions yeah so they they draw like some four-year-old draws um like a ice cream gun and bam we've patented it before they can even before they even know the meaning of the word, we've patented it. We sound like assholes. Yes. Okay. Just thought I'd check. I'm okay with that, as long as you are. I'm down. I think I think it's probably a good way to go. All right. I really think that all dogs go to heaven online is is my favorite. All it's dogs go favorite. to heaven online. I actually really do like. <laughs> admittedly, I'm also a big fan of Jack's Labyrinth. <laughs> Jack's and I say good. that the the console. What are we going to call this console that you can input a story? Oh yeah, well, hmm. Uh, you're the name person. I'm. Just, trust me, my brain is going a million miles an hour. You're the name person. I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm just going to sit here in silence and let you name the console. Book box. Book box. <laughs> Book box. You give me book box. Sorry, what was the last oh, one you gave I me? Whisper shout. Oh. 
after all this, Ed, and I, I give you a platform, I put you on the pedestal, I, I hoist you up in front of millions of our faithful listeners. And I come up with book box. And you say book box. I'm sorry, okay? I panicked. What about story box? Fuck you. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so we've got the next three years of Christmas covered, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Christmas Christmas 2019, the, the number one hot shit game is going to be Jack's Labyrinth. Is PC, prim- primarily PC with VR compatibility. You can also get it on the PSVR. You can. Um, but sorry, not the Switch. No, sadly. Although the Switch has, like, the Switch is a touchscreen, so you could do maybe a kind of downscaled yeah, version. You could have a shitty, like, Crystal Chronicles version of it. And then Christmas 2020, that's when we roll out All Dogs Go to Heaven online. Yeah, dude. And then we roll out expansions and loot crates. Because I think by 2020, we'll be so disillusioned by the heightened reality of and and kind of spectacle of video games that we will really just be craving, like the mass market will be craving that that more. They'll be crying out for All Dogs Go to Heaven online, Chris. They, they'll need an ambient, re- relaxing excursion from their real lives. They certainly will. And then that gives us enough time to keep working on our neural network. Christmas 2021, out comes the <laughs> story box. Story box, okay. Story box. That's the working, that's the code name. If you guys can come up with a better title, why don't you guys tweet us? You can find Chris at... Uh, hello, I am Bing uh, on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. Or you can find me at Ed Templar on Twitter and Instagram and that. Or you could follow my YouTube channel one at Gamehog Games. So tweet us there if you guys come up with a better name than Storybox. Mm. I was trying to go on what consoles are called. It's things like Dreamcast or Xbox or PS4, PlayStation. Mm. So I could go for Story Station or Play Story. A Play Story 4. <gasps> Play Story 4. Play Story 4 is pretty good. Play Story 4 is pretty good, but that implies there's been three others. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just a couple things, because this will be the last episode of the year. I hope everyone's enjoyed this year on UC. I know I have. I know you have, Ed. Well, I, th- I think you have. I have. It's been very good fun. We'll be back. We're going to take a few weeks off for Christmas. I've got some uh, big projects that I need to really pay attention to. Um, but then we'll be back with a vengeance sometime, like, mid to late January. Nice. Um... And we're going to just, I think this format's really working So and people are enjoy- responding well to it. So we're going to keep doing this. Excellent. If you have enjoyed the show this year, please support the show by tweeting about it. Um, use the hashtag IWSYCast. That's hashtag UCCast. You can also uh, support us on Patreon. We have a Patreon now, uh, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash UC. Um, and there's a various things there's gonna there's like exclusive content for um patrons like deleted scenes and i'm i've been writing little like blog posts about specific technology that we're going to be rolling out and uh i think that's that's the they're the main ways leave us reviews on itunes that really really helps tweet about the show and if you feel like it support us on patreon starting new next year right i had this cool idea ed go on where you know we're building this company right so 
But we don't have a name for the company. We don't yet. You're right. So I thought it would be quite fun next year to run a bit of a, a poll or some kind of thread on the Patreon and have the patron, the Patreon backers um, come up with a name for our company. Oh, I like this idea. Yeah. And then the other thing that I was thinking about is, is I know we, we, um, we, we mention all the names of the people uh, who suggest things every week. But I think they're, they're slowly but surely champions are emerging. Very true. From the, from the chat, specific, uh, particularly on Discord, there are people who are just every week they're on it and their suggestions are great and we use them quite a lot. I think starting next year, we need to have some kind of uh, enrollment uh, process whereby people who... Uh, week on week are suggesting great ideas, they become like employees at our company, at our hypothetical company. Oh, I love this idea. So that you can maybe start off as interns and they can work their way up up the ladder to like regional vice president. That's a really good idea. Um, based on how many times that we use their suggestions. I think that's fantastic. We have like an episode champion every week. So I think, yeah. Hell yeah. So I think I think starting next year we're going to roll out those uh changes in our corporate culture. Um but this show format will stay probably roughly the same. Nice. Hell yeah. Um so yeah, merry christmas to everyone. If you don't if you don't celebrate Christmas, <coughs> happy winter solstice. Um happy Hanukkah. Uh, happy anything else uh, if you don't celebrate anything just have a lovely time don't get too cold or or hot if you live in a place that's hot this time of year absolutely so merry christmas one and all be kind to each other and we shall see you in the new year and until next time watch out for now i've got nothing uh that's m- my that's not my bag baby <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) We've checked out at Christmas. We have. Let's just end it. See you later. (laughs)